Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And indeed, you have joined Calvary Live. I'll be your host for this hour. Welcome to today's program. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. As you just heard, the call-in number to be a part of the show is 303 303- 690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. So glad that you're tuned in today. Blessings to you wherever you're at and however you are listening to us. Maybe you're in your car in a commute uh, from work or uh, going somewhere along the front range in Colorado because Grace FM, you're listening live uh, the wonderful Christian station here in Colorado and southern Wyoming that gets all along the Front Range from Pueblo up into Fountain and Colorado Springs, and then one, uh, 89.7, of course, from Castle Rock uh, on up into southern Wyoming, a powerful signal, even up in the mountains, as I was saying yesterday, that you, as you make your way up uh, during this time of the year to go camping, it's very beautiful it's wonderful. There's uh, a lot of things that have closed, but the mountains are not closed. And so if you're up in the Red Feathers area, if you're up in Estes Park, if you're up in the snowies of Wyoming, west of Laramie, uh, even if you're as far west as Walden in uh, North Park, you can pick up Grace FM. At least I do in my vehicle when I go up and do a little fishing or something. So I'd love to hear from you guys in the mountain towns, mountain regions. Uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000, you in southern Wyoming in the Medicine Bow. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know you're listening. Uh, ask your questions. Give your prayer requests. Love to hear from you here in Colorado how the Lord is working in your life. One of the things about Calvary Live is you never know uh, how the show's going to go. Every show is different, and we totally, 100%, just rely on the Holy Spirit to direct us and to guide us and to prompt people to call. And this really is your show as you get to call in and ask questions and give prayer requests. And we all learn. We all get edified. We all get blessed because this is one of the means for us to gather together, to assemble uh, together as we have live on Grace FM today's program. So welcome. I'll be with you for this hour and hope you continue to tune in. Also, we want to welcome all of you who are listening in on the East Coast on Truth and Hope FM, uh, perhaps some other stations that have picked up Calvary Live. Uh, if you are listening on a Christian radio station other than Grace FM, then you are week delayed for the program, but you get to call in. Somebody will answer uh, 303-690-3000. We will have our conversation, and then... Uh, you get to listen a week later. So let's get the phone lines ringing as soon as they do, and the questions come in or prayer requests. I'll go right to the phone lines. There is a second means for you to be able to ask a question or to also uh, give a prayer request. 
That's through a dedicated text line, and that's a separate number. That number is 720-336-0897. And so I have all open lines, what I show right now, and my call screen, and we'd love for you to be able to call in. Let me know that you're there. Let me know how you're doing. Ask your questions. Maybe something your Bible reading has brought up, or maybe you heard a teaching, or maybe you've been wondering, pondering about things, uh, especially over the last few months uh, as uh, all of us have uh, been going through different times. Uh, I think the key word for us is adapt. The key word for us is endure, and the key word for us is patience. And that's all found in the Lord. You know, I can't help but think about uh, what Jesus said on the hillside in Galilee when he said in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." And you know, the yoke of the world, and you look around everything that's going on, it's it's pretty hard. Matter of fact, uh, going through the book of Jeremiah on Wednesday nights, Jeremiah was speaking to a nation that was uh, doing what was right in their own eyes, uh, following the dictates of their own hearts. They were so far away from the Lord, and, and the Lord said, you've taken on a yoke of iron. And they weren't taking on the yoke of the Lord, which is easy and and uh, they had no rest. And the Lord said, if you do return to, to my word in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, if you return to my truth, then you will have rest. And so I hope that we can minister to you today on the show, and I'd love to hear from you. So I got all open lines right now, and uh, give me a call. And I want to welcome uh, all the online listeners uh, as well as that audience is growing and would love for you to be able to be a part of the show anywhere in the United States. You can give me a call. And uh, 303-690-3000, again, is the call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. I know it's the middle of summer, but I know that some of you are out there listening, so I'd love to hear from you. So good to be back with you, and uh, such a blessing to be able to do this show and to be able to talk with you and converse with you in every way that uh, we can, whether through the text or on the phone. So give me a call. So uh, I do want to just let you know that up here in Greeley, uh, I want to remind you, keep praying for pastors and churches as it's been a difficult season, of course, for all of us. Uh, It's been hard to make plans. It's been hard to look forward to um, because of all the uncertainty and things like that. And many churches have already opened up uh, in-person services with restrictions. And uh, some parts of the country, some churches have gone back to doing just online in some of the places where um, the pandemic has spread. Uh, But we're doing in-person here in uh, Greeley, and we have the backyard that's open, 8.30, 10.30, And so it's been wonderful to have people come. We do have uh, seating in the sanctuary for those who don't want to be outside and in the coffee shop as well. It's worked very, very well. And so we uh, are so blessed to be able to come and fellowship, even though we don't have children's ministry right now. We are looking forward to 
uh, next month, Lord willing, getting that going. Uh, but at least we get the fellowship, and we're going through Matthew's Gospel, and it's such an incredible study. So uh, 8.30 and 10.30 here in Greeley, and then also we are doing online during those times as well because there are some people uh, that aren't comfortable in coming out and being with the crowd. we got plenty of spacing and dis- social distancing and all of that that takes place. And then uh, Wednesday night, we're just doing online until we get the children's ministry going or as the Lord leads us. And we're doing the book of Jeremiah. And we're in a section of Jeremiah that's called the section of consolation or the, the book of consolation. That is, Jeremiah has been preaching to the nation about judgment that was coming by the hands of Babylon. But then he speaks about how that the Lord is going to restore them, bring them back. It has a near future fulfillment, as in 536 B.C., Cyrus would give the decree for them to come back and rebuild the temple. But it also has future implications as well, as it has, um, you know, uh, the prophetic scenario, how God one day is going to restore Israel in the second coming of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's a wonderful future um, that is going to be fulfilled and uh, we see that in Jeremiah. Matter of fact, we're going to go through one of the most interesting chapters of the Old Testament, Jeremiah 31, the New Covenant. And so calvarychapelgreeley.org is how you can listen to our online services or our Facebook page, Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'd love to, for you to join us. Church is still a, uh, a, alive, and uh, so... We're going to go to the phone lines, 303-690-3000. It's early in the show, so let's let's have those conversations. Let's go to Castle Pines. Jason is on line one. Hi, Jason. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Pastor Jeff? Yes. Hey, I just was really calling. I just wanted to be an encouragement maybe to some listeners. I know there's a lot of bad news going around out there, and, you know, people worried and whatnot. But mine is more yes. just a praise the Lord and just a <laughs> amen. I'm so thankful that um, I was healed of cancer. I mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. Um, I was living with it for nine years. There was some, you know, not to get too detailed, but I was urinating blood for nine years. Wow. And uh, it came to a head, and 15 months ago, uh, that's when I found out that I, it was cancer. And... Uh, you know, they were convinced it'd be probably stage three or four, and, you know, they were going to—it was bladder cancer, so they wanted to remove my bladder. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I just thought, you know what? The Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hill, and he owns me, yeah. so he can do what he wants. And so it's just amazing that after nine years, they—in fact, after the—I had four surgeries and two rounds of treatment— but after the first surgery, the doctor looked at my wife and told her, no good thing can come from this. And that's absolutely not true, because here I am 15 months later, cancer-free. They can't even find any cancer. And they kept saying, it's coming back high-grade. It's coming back high-grade. And it's not, because the Lord has healed me, and I believed it. And it was the craziest thing, because right the day I found out, it was like God had whispered in my ear, this isn't unto death. Kind of like Lazarus, you know? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Wow. Well, sure amazing. the doctors, they're... Their eyes are big, and they can't explain it, but we can, and it was Jesus healed me, and I just wanted to give thanks and praise and uh, glorify Him for the the mighty work that He does every day and in my life, and so just 
to encourage maybe yeah. some others that are listening, feeling like God's not there yeah. or he's not working or something. Yeah, and you know what? I appreciate the phone call because, um, first of all, you know, it reminds us that God is still working. He's still on the yeah. throne. He's oh, all-powerful. Yeah. He's sovereign. And second of all, that you said nine years that you went through this, and we've been going through this, you know, recent uh, pandemic and, and um, you know, for going on five months now. But some people that are listening right now, you have gone through maybe a challenge, a difficulty, a sickness, a uh, pain. Uh, you've, it hasn't been five months. Maybe it's been five years. Maybe it's been <laughs> nine years, like what you went through. And we talk about endurance and patience, and God is still working through that time. And he, you know, we can feel alone, but he, he's not absent. He is still there with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's still working. So I just appreciate that reminder that you give to us, and, um, and we're going to give thanks to him and praise him, and I appreciate the call. As Father, I thank you for Jason calling. He, he dealt with a serious cancer. That is serious. And uh, any sickness is, but Lord, you brought healing, and you you healed him completely, and it's been confirmed. Yeah. And Lord, you are Almighty God that can do that. And so, mm-hmm. in your sovereignty, you chose to do that for Jason. But Lord, we know that you care about all of us, and that you are working in people's lives. So, as He gives you thanks, we can give you thanks for everything in our lives because you're there with us and that you are working all things for good for those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. And your purpose has eternal perspective. Your purpose is the conformance into the image of Jesus Christ. And so I thank you for, Jason, the encouragement, the reminder, and particularly for those who are listening right now, uh, whether online or different parts of the country, Colorado or Wyoming, they would know that you love them, and we can cast our cares on you because you care for us and that you are desiring to work in ways that that we don't fully understand all the time, but we can trust in you, and we can rest in your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Jason, thanks. I appreciate it. God bless you, and I hope you have a great day, and uh, God's still working. He's got a plan for us all. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, and it's a, a wonderful. Well, have a great day, and you I bet. really appreciate you praying. I always say you can't do enough of that these days. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Jason. Have a good afternoon. 303 690 3000. We got a couple open lines. Love to hear from you. And, um, and so give me a call. And I uh, got plenty of time in the show. And text line is 720 336. 0897. We're going to go back to the phone lines in just a minute, but I was reminded that in times where it seems like that the trials and difficulties drag on and it goes from days to weeks to months to even years at times, uh, we can feel alone and we can feel isolated. One of the things that I brought out in last week's teaching in the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 is God is going to restore Israel. And we looked at Jacob's trouble in the prophetic scenario that is ahead for them. And they are going to go through some difficulty, trials. They're going to go through tribulation. Uh, Jesus said you will have tribulation such as never has been or ever will be again. But we do know that God's going to be faithful. And God's going to open up the eyes of, of the Jews, of Israel. Paul says in that day all of Israel will be saved. 
Blindness has come in part to them until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And in that time, they are going to recognize that Jesus is their Messiah, their Mashiach. And then he is going to, um, you know, uh, appear and they're going to uh, to receive him. Uh, they're going to cry out as Zechariah chapter 12 says, where did you get those wounds? And he said, I got these wounds in the house of my friend. But here's one of the things that we see with Israel. Israel is going to be isolated. That as you read Ezekiel 38, the, the Gog and Magog war, as you see at the end, they're not going to be able to turn to the United States or any other nation or anything else to help them. They have to rely on the Lord. And you see, in those times that we find ourselves alone, when we find ourselves isolated, the Lord wants us to turn to him, and he wants us to trust in him, and he wants us to know that he's there. And it causes us to open our eyes spiritually to know that he hasn't abandoned us, and his promises are true for us. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, the text line 720-336. 0897. Text me a question or a prayer request and love to talk with you. In the meantime, let's go to David in Aurora. Hi, David. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Pastor. Good. Got a question for me? I do. It's always is in the back of my mind. Years ago, I had an ex coworker who was in the Freemasons and he was trying to lure me into his little club. And uh, his, he told me that in the beginning there was God and the angels. And I knew from years of being a Christian that's not truth. But I kind of wanted your side of it where, I'm going to write it down, where in Scripture does it say God created the angels, not just the heavens? Because that was his sort of a half-truth and trying to lure me into the Freemasons. And I was more intrigued by what he would say than his actual knowledge. But what can you tell me about where it says God created the angels? Well, I think what I'm thinking of is right off the bat, Colossians chapter 1, where Paul is writing to that church, and he is writing about the deity of Jesus Christ. And he says um, that, uh, for by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. You can translate that into rulers, authorities, speaking of angels, I believe, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things consist. In other words, you know, Jesus is eternal. First of all, it speaks of his eternal state, um, that Jesus was with the Father in eternity past, and all things were created that are in heaven, that are on the earth. So that includes the angels, visible, invisibles, principalities, or powers. So that right there tells us that he created the angels. We do know um, that angels are created beings. And um, right. so that's right there just, you know, uh, dismisses any thought that um, he didn't create the angels. Of course, he's the creator of all things. Um, it's, you know, you can draw a circle creator, and then you can draw a circle created. And the only thing that you can put in the Creator is God, and everything else is created. And He is before all things, before all the angels, before the heavens, before the earth. He's all eternity past, and in Him all things consist, or all things are held together. I really love that verse, and I'll I'll tell you why, David. 
because he's the one that holds everything together. One of the things that scientists, you know, always kind of wonder, there's order in the universe when he created the universe, just as there's order in angels, there's different principalities and powers. There's Michael, the, the archangel. He is, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the chief princes. Matter of fact, indicates that he's, is one among many groups of chief princes. Um, we know that um, that no angel can ever be called God's son. Uh, so those who say that Jesus is just Michael the archangel, uh, you read Hebrews chapter 1, and um, to which the, of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today, I have begotten you. Since Jesus is the son of God, no angel can ever be called God's son. So we know that they're, um, they are ministering spirits, uh, for God's purposes, we see them around the throne of God, all these things about angels, but he holds all things together. All things, you know, consist um, uh, by him. And I know there's going to be a day where he's going to let the heavens and the earth go. And all of the neutrons, you know, protons, uh, the atoms that, you know, like particles, that... that um, sh- should be repelling all that stuff. Yeah, all that is going to explode and it's going to go up in a fervent heat. But the application for you and for me is he holds us together and he holds our lives together. And he is preeminent over all creation, uh, over everything. There's only one thing that he's not preeminent over. You know what that is? A heart that rejects him because he will not force his way. And, And I say that in light of they, he will have preeminence over them come the judgment day. Of course he will. But he will not force his way into anyone's life. And so you can go to Colossians chapter 1, and um, this speaks of the deity, uh, the eternal state, that he's the creator of all things, and that includes principalities and powers. Okay. And the heavens, the Dark. angels are, were in heaven, so that makes sense. Yep, and uh, I thought, he's I thought creator. It was very interesting how he worded it. You can't directly look at it, but you have to, you have to just, you know, you got to kind of look through searching Scripture yeah. to find it. But thank you very much. You know, when it says question. that, for by him all things were created, all in the Greek means just that, all. He created it all. It's Everything. all, whether, Real yeah, simple. in heaven, yeah, on earth. And he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. Yeah the final state where we're going to be all together. I can't wait for that day. Yeah, well, it's coming. Coming. It's going to come. It's a certainty. <laughs> all, right, all right, David. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. You bet. Have a good day. You too. You too. Good question. And, you know, it's always good because there's different thoughts. Some people, you know, there's Jehovah Witnesses or others say Jesus was just an angel or, you know, Michael the Archangel, and we can dismiss that from Scripture uh, fairly easily as we take them to Scripture. It's important for us to know the Word of God. Hey, we got a couple open lines. Keep those calls coming. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897, and love to hear from you wherever you're at uh, in different parts of uh, the country or listening on Truth or uh, Hope FM or another radio station or Grace FM or online. Love to hear from you. Give me a call at the call-in number. But in the meantime, we're going to go to Deborah, who's in Ocean City, New Jersey. Hi, Deborah. Hi. How are you today? 
I am good. How are you doing? I am doing great, thank you. I have a question. I yes. have been doing some research um, on a burial versus cremation. And mm-hmm. uh, I've read numerous different things about how uh, it was looked upon back in, you know, the old church and things like that. Um, I've heard various different things, everything from, well, if you're cremated, um, you know, that means that you looked upon uh, the resurrection in a different light. I've also heard, well, if God can create Adam from dirt and then you go back to dirt and you're cremated, then, of course, God is still going to rise you up when he comes at the rapture. Um, I didn't know if there was any place specifically in Scripture that does talk about this and if one way or the other is considered acceptable. I know... um, um, at a body present with the Lord. So I know that when I do pass that very second, I am not in that body or that shell anymore and that my soul will be with the Father. Um, however, I don't know about when he comes back and we are all raised up and we go up and you hear people talk about, well, the bodies and this and that. So I was hoping maybe you could just point me in the right direction and give me some clarity in that. Well, I think you answered some of your questions very well there, as, and I can tell you've done some research on this, and um, and uh, I think that as people sometimes will call and they say, is it okay to be cremated? Um, because some have been told, unfortunately, by a ministry leader that if you're, you know, cremated, then um, you're going to end up in hell or something. You know, they scare them half to death. The Bible doesn't specifically speak about um, cremation or burial. I know that uh, traditionally in the Old Testament it speaks about being buried and uh, in the ground. And uh, But I think what you said, you hit the nail on the head when you said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the Bible speaks about that it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. So I, I tell people, think about this. Can you imagine you live for the Lord? You know, you, you come in faith, you, you are in his presence, and, and the Lord says, oh, I just got, you know, a, a message. I just got a text, and I know I'm being a little bit facetious, that your family's going to have you, you know, cremated, so you're going to have to go to hell. You know, that's, that's a, a silly example, but that's how some people feel. And the thing is, right. That in order to speak intelligently to others, that might have the same question. Um, I know I have my salvation. I know uh, where I will spend eternity. Um, I think there had been a time when I was questioning whether or not, uh, after some of the things I did hear and read, that um, the way in which you are laid to rest, so to speak, um, had a lot to do with um, some other beliefs, let's put it that way. And if that was contradictory to uh, being a Christian, and I've had that question posed to me. So I just, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was on the right page, and I felt that I was. I think you are. um, I I think you are. And the Bible doesn't really address it. And I think cremation... There's practical reasons why people do it, because it's a lot cheaper than, 
you know, um, maybe the expense of a burial uh, right, ground and, right. and a coffin. The other thing, too, is cremation does what nature does in a few hundred years. It just speeds up the process. And then the second thing, too, you got to remember that there are Christians, I think about, that were burnt at the stake. Um, and they, they became ashes. So the Bible doesn't really address it. I think it's people's convictions. Um, but the main thing is what you said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord is appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. And it depends what we did before we die, not when we die. So good question. Appreciate it. Hey, we're going to go to break. Thank you so much. You bet. We're going to go to break. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We're going to be back in about two minutes or less. It's the only break of the show. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are back to the second half of Calvary Live, and you heard those numbers that you can be a part of the show where you can call in at 303-690-3000, and you can ask a question about the Bible, Christian living. Uh, Maybe perhaps you heard a teaching. uh, You did some Bible reading. You need some clarity and understanding. We'll go to the Word of God to get that. We've had some great questions so far in the show And uh, I know that sometimes when people ask questions, that it is a question that perhaps you were wondering about. So it's not just for you, the caller, but for all the listeners that are listening all across the country and here in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM, you are listening live, those of you tuned in to Grace FM, and uh, so glad that you can join us on this beautiful day. It's nice to get a little bit of relief from the heat, but the heat's going to be coming back. We're in the middle of summer and uh, so I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. And then also, uh, as we have plenty of time to take your call, uh, and we got a couple open lines, the text line is 720-336-0897, and we may have time to go to the text questions or prayer requests. Love to be able to do that. But Doug from Colorado Springs has been waiting very patiently. So Doug, welcome to Calvary Live. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thanks hey, I, for calling. Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, follow up a little bit um, from Jason's call earlier with a praying, and then actually into a, into a prayer request. My my now ex-wife has been praying for 13 years for me to finally come to the end of myself and be honest with myself and with others um, in regards to my sexual addiction. And, and, and I've hit that rock bottom point 44 days ago. And just that that woman has been so steadfast in in prayer for me. And I've broken her heart so many times, but I just wanted to to get prayer for her um, that God would would continue to to walk with her and and give her comfort in this this time of of sheer pain. And um, but yeah. God is, is faithful. And, Absolutely. He is faithful, and, uh, and he, he works. Good. He's a miracle worker, isn't he? And he um, is. And he brings healing, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually. It includes addictions of, of any sort. 
Jesus is the answer. He he is the answer, and he is, you know, called Almighty God. You know, the Prince of Peace, uh, Everlasting Father. There in the Book of Isaiah, and Almighty God has the the indication that he is Almighty. He's mighty to save, and uh, he is mighty to work in our lives. So, Father, I thank you for Doug's call and. He's had a wife that went through a lot of pain with him, but she still prayed for him. And, and Lord, for his healing, for his, um, his Lord, deliverance from um, the addiction he was under, even though she went through a lot of difficulties and the repercussions that came to her. And so, Lord, I thank you for her faithfulness. But, Lord, you're the one that's faithful, and you've worked in his life, Doug's life. And, Lord, just continue to keep him free from any of those things. Draw him to yourself. Lord, um, we are so grateful for you, and we are so um, thankful for your working. Just as Jason called and you uh, delivered him from cancer, and Doug from uh, things in his life, you're the one that brings freedom to us. And, Lord, that you're Almighty God. So we just... Uh, pray that you would be with Doug's ex-wife and pray for her, for her comfort. And Lord, I pray for Doug himself and the work that you're doing in his life to continue to draw him to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. You bet. God bless you. Thank you. I so appreciate you listening. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got a couple open lines. You know, God is... He's so good. He is faithful. He's working. And sometimes he doesn't heal physically. Um, and, you know, he's still working. And uh, healing is is something that we can pray for. I was listening to Pastor Chuck today as, uh, on Grace FM and Papa Chuck. I just love his teaching. Uh, miss him uh, as he's been home with the Lord for a number of years now. But my pastor... And he was talking about prayer, how it moves the hand of God in his teaching. I'm so blessed by it. And we're reminded of that uh, even as we talk today. Uh, 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. I Pastor Calvary Greeley have been. It will be 25 years in January that uh, God has allowed me to be a part of the ministry here. We started in our living room, and God has been so faithful. He is faithful, um, and he's so wonderful. Even when we think that he's not working, he is still working, right? Well, give me a call. Let's go to Reuben in Aurora. Hi, Reuben. Hello. How are you, Reuben? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. You're on Calvary Live. Um, my question, uh, today is, um, I'm looking at like all of the things going on in the world, like the protests, the COVID-19, uh, you see the white militia, black militia going, uh, to these Confederate, um, statues and things like that. And there's a lot of, uh, just animosity, it seems in the world. And so... Uh, I'm trying to see if there's uh, if this is like in the scriptures. I kind of looked at uh, Matthew 24, and I see where it says uh, nation will rise against nation and uh, kingdom against kingdom. 
and I know the word, the Greek word for nation is uh, ethnos, and so I see we get the word ethnicity in English for that. And so I'm just trying mm-hmm. to see if there's any type of uh, uh, biblical um, understanding of what's going on in the world today. Well, I think that, first of all, that you bring a very important point, because everything that we see going on around us, we should look at it through the light of Scripture, right? And Jesus does talk about uh, what it's going to be like in the, the last days. He says there's going to be certain signs. He said that when we talk about COVID, that there will be um, pestilence, um, famines. Uh, he said this isn't the end, but these are birth pangs. We also know that um, he goes on to say in Matthew 24, as you read it in verse 12, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So we're seeing these things, the birth pangs that are taking place. And and so we it's overwhelming, isn't it, Reuben? We look at it, and there is a lot of division. There's a lot of rage. There's a lot of, a lot of voices out there. And I think it's really important for us as Christians to get our eyes on the Lord and, and look at it through the lens of Scripture. Otherwise, for me, it's overwhelming. Um, and I want to see what God has to say about these things so I can minister to others and give an answer to others. And so, you know, all of it is we see that what the last days are going to be like. We know that you can go to Second Timothy chapter 2. And it was interesting, uh, Reuben, that right before... Uh, this all broke out the COVID at the end of February. We were going through here on Second Timothy, and these are the last words of Paul. And he said, "Know that in the last days it's going to be perilous times. Men will be oh. lovers of themselves. You know, blasphemers, disobedient, unloving, unforgiving, uh, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. All these characteristics, having a form of godliness but denying its power." always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So all these things that Paul is describing, we are seeing taking place even in our culture, in our nation, and around the world. And I do know this, Reuben, that the answer is the gospel. And we were talking about the book of Revelation yesterday, and that heavenly scene, and in that heavenly scene, uh, there is the lamb that... Uh, was like a lamb, you know, uh, the line of the tribe of Judah that took the seven-sealed scroll in Revelation chapter 5, a lamb that was slain. And you have redeemed us out of every tribe, tongues, people, and nations. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. The gospel message is for every generation, every nation, every people, every ethnic group, um, that is the answer, is the cross of Jesus Christ. And when we become a Christian, we love our enemies. We become one. We're one body. And and we have that spiritual, eternal perspective that we are living stones being fitted together. So this is a really short answer to a very, uh, you know, um, important and, and um, difficult question that you're asking, as we see. But I think that what I want to emphasize is keep reading the scriptures and know um, that the gospel is the answer. I really believe that the hope, the hope for our nation is a revival, a spiritual awakening, and people coming to Christ. 
That is the answer. And that's what I want to focus on. And one of the things, challenges have been to me, Ruben, and, and you know, we can have the discussions, and we should. I, I want to be open to learn. I want to be open to listen and to be compassionate And uh, because I don't know everything, but I do know this, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I know that he is our comfort, and he is the answer, and he died for every single one of us. And that's the message I want to give, and that's what I want to focus on, because that is the hope for America and for the world. And he's coming back, and he said these things will be happening. Amen. That is exactly uh, what I wanted to hear. Thank you. Yeah, we, you know, it, we we need to, and we need to be faithful to the Word of God. And so, you know, it's going to be perilous times. The time's going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Um, and I really believe that the enemy is working overtime to divide our nation, even to divide the church, to divide families. And um, and it breaks my heart when I see what's going on around us. And I know it breaks your heart as well. But Jesus Christ, he is the answer, the cross. And it's interesting, Reuben, because it was Paul, when he came into Corinth, and Corinth was a, had a lot of problems, very immoral city, um, just uh, there was a lot of difficulties in Corinth. Um, and he said, I came determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's what my message wants to be, is Jesus Christ and him crucified. So thanks, Reuben. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you too, brother. All right. So good. So good, you know, to have these discussions, and and we should, but uh, brothers, sisters, we need to give the gospel that is the hope for America. It is the hope for our families. It is the hope for our communities. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And and looking at everything through the lens of Scripture. Well, 303-690-3000 is the number to call to grab one of those open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jerry in New Jersey. Hey, Pastor Jeff. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Um, I'm calling in for prayer for my son, Art. Um, he seems to follow the Lord, and he's very like in love and loves the Lord and all that, but then he falls away. And um, I had heard a sermon on Hope FM today, and they were talking about the full heart, where the weeds are there, but they're not taken care of, so they're not ever rooted out. And then it comes up and chokes. And I believe that's yes. where my son is because it seems like every time he gets back onto the right path with the Lord, no sooner or later he's back at the same place that he was before. And I just um, pray that um, that he really gets rooted and really gets connected with the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit in his life where he can have freedom where he won't yes. go back and continue doing things that he does. And so yeah, we could it, just pray in agreement. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a good analogy when Jesus gave that parable to the sower. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are those who 
receive the seed and um and then you know the thorns come along and choke out um the 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 you know the the fruit that's coming up and you know one of the things that we see today there's a there's a lot of things that can choke out the word of god around us and even Jesus, we were just talking to the previous caller about the Olivet Discourse, that in Luke's narrative, uh, Jesus warns about that. Uh, he warns about um, that we need to make sure that we don't get weighed down with you know drunkenness and carousing and the cares of this life, uh, lest that day come upon you unexpectedly. It's kind of like, Jerry, and then we're going to pray, Remember that Elijah on Mount Carmel, he said to the nation of Israel, how long are you going to falter between two opinions? If Jehovah is Lord, then worship him. If Baal is Lord, then worship him. They were straddling the fence. And those who believe the Lord, but they're living in the world, it's a real miserable place to be because Mm -hmm. they got too much of the Lord to be comfortable in the world and they got too much of the world to be comfortable with the Lord. And so we're going to pray that he'll come back, get the, the seed of the word to just get rooted in his heart, that his heart might become fertile soil, and uh, yeah. that he wouldn't get weighed down with the cares of this life because the cares of this life are going to go away. And the Lord is mm-hmm. coming back. And Amen. he is the one. The enemy is so good in getting particularly our young people to think that satisfaction and fulfillment is going to be found in the things of the world. And it's such a deception because it's going to leave our young people, and it is leaving our young people empty and defeated and ripped off and cheated and and depressed and, you know, deceived and, and in darkness when Jesus is the one that wants to give us light and truth, and strength, and joy. So, Father, I pray for Jerry, for her son, that he would get rooted in the Lord. I pray for him that you would touch his heart, and as he hears your word, that it would take root there. It wouldn't be choked out by the cares of life, and um, it wouldn't get choked out um, by uh, the things of the world. But, Lord, I pray that he would look to you, and he would know that this world's going to cheat him, and this world's going to deceive him. And this world is going to leave him unfulfilled and unsatisfied. So, Lord, I pray for Jerry. Give her wisdom in ministering to her son. I pray that you would draw him to yourself, open his eyes spiritually, soften his heart to make it like fertile soil so that the truth of your word and the truth of the gospel would really take root there. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Pastor Jeff, and God bless you. God bless you. Keep in touch, Bye-bye. Jerry. Okay, we'll I keep will. praying. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, we're going to continue with phone lines. Let's go to Lori in Nebraska. Hi, Lori. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Thank you for calling from Nebraska. Well, I'm on my way from Colorado to Nebraska, so. Which, oh, okay. Which well, I cl- normally wouldn't have listened in, but I I caught your station. <laughs> I thought it was very, very, very interesting. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you called in. Yeah. So, so my thing, my 
my problems that I have would be my father's 75 and he's at the the end of his life. I mean, he's still doing really, really great. He's a an amazing man. He does for others every single day. He would give his shirt to a stranger if that's what they needed. I mean, he's, he's great. But mm. we start talking about the end of times and talking about, you know, how you have to be ready and you have to know that God's going to take care of us and, and all of that. And, um, he he just shakes his head and he says, "I don't I don't believe there is a God." And mm. I'm like, "How can you?" I mean, I, I he raised me, you know. How can you believe that? And he said, "Because you know, you have to think about all the things that happen in our world. He wouldn't allow babies to have cancer, you know. And so some of the stuff that he says, I mean, I don't have an answer for. I mean, he's like, you know, they they these." small children are suffering and God's allowing that, if there was mm-hmm. a God, that, that wouldn't happen. And, right. and of course, I want to wrap my head around his logic, but I right. also want him to wrap his head around my way of thinking that you need to be right with God. When you're, when you're at that, you know, always, I feel always, but at this stage of the world and this stage of his life, um... I just don't know how to logically tell him, you know, you, you do a lot of thinking. Yes, I get that, but there, there's other ways of thinking. Right, right. And, you know, that's, that's what some people will say. How can God allow evil? How can he allow bad things to happen? Um, right. How can bad things happen to good people? You know, I've been a good person. Why did he allow you know, the death of a spouse, for me to get sick, for me to lose my baby. And those are very difficult questions. But the thing, I think that you begin by saying God didn't want that in the beginning. When he created the heaven and the earth, he said it's it's good, it's all good. But man sinned. And and God said there's going to be consequences to Adam and Eve that if you eat of that tree, Adam— then you will surely die. Adam had never seen death up to that point. Um, and then all of a sudden, we live in a fallen world where there's sin and there's sickness and there's disease. And he may kind of, you know, like, well, you mean Adam and Eve and all that stuff? You know, he can do something about it. He can do something about sickness and disease and, and the fallen state. And you can tell him that God did do something. And he didn't leave you without any hope. He sent his son to die for you because, Dad, he loves you. To give you hope, to give you an eternal hope, to forgive you of your sins. And God loved you. Make it personal to him. He loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you. And, you know, I, I remember ministering to my dad when he was, you know, in his 60s and and I think, I don't know, you know, I can't say that dad wrestled with um, the same questions that your dad did, but I, I know that he, he wrestled with some things, and I know that um, that he was a good man. But right. one of the things I told him was, Dad, you're not good enough, because none of us are. Mm-hmm. And sin and sickness, you know, Jesus said it rains on the just and on the unjust. 
We live in a fallen world, but he did not leave us without any hope. And point him and keep pointing him to the love of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for him. And, and you pray that God will open up his eyes and keep bringing them to the cross, bring to the cross, because that's where the answers are literally found, uh, eventually found, Lori, is the cross of Jesus who died for you, that you might have a living hope, not a dead hope, but a living hope through his resurrection, that you have reconciliation with the Father, and that you are forgiven. And then as you begin to hear from the Lord and you know, you read the Bible, those questions begin to be more answered. But, you know, I, I don't have all the answers of why a baby gets cancer. That's one of the hardest things as a pastor. I've ministered to many a people, and, right. and not just in my congregation, but but up here in, in northern Colorado, being a, a law enforcement chaplain, I, I've seen devastating things that have happened to people. And they will ask me why, and I get on my knees, and I don't know why. Right. But I do know this, that Jesus died for me, and he gave us hope. And I have to come back to that cross and keep doing that and tell him, Dad, you know, I love you, so I want to minister to you. And, you know, he's not going to resist the love of a daughter telling him that. And, right. Um, and so, well, I'm, I'm his only hope at this stage. I know that. So, right. I mean, I just, I need him to to quit thinking logically and thinking more with his heart and more what's right, you know, more. And, I mean, to have him sit down and read the Bible, that's that's not really going to be an option. That's why I, I put things right. in front of him that he normally wouldn't, yes. wouldn't hear or wouldn't see and, and, and try to get it to where he understands, yes, you know, this. You, you are saying that, you know, it's, it says it in the Bible. I mean, I'm not just telling you this. It says that. Right, right. So. Yeah, declare to him that and declare to him the grace and the compassion and the goodness of God. He He's focused on all the things that around him that he can't explain. Right. And one of the things, one of the things, Lori, that uh, I've given this advice a thousand times but when you're confronted with things that you don't understand, fall back on the things you do understand. Right. And there's a lot of things that go on that we don't understand. But, Dad, you can't understand this, that he didn't leave us without any hope. And that's what I right. want to tell you about. And I pray that you're open to that. And um, you would allow the Lord to touch your heart because God will show himself to you if you just will allow him to do that and speak to your heart and minister to you his love. And so I want to pray with you for your dad. That'd be great. Father, I just pray for Lori. As she's on her way to Nebraska, I pray that as she's out in, you know, on I-76 or, you know, in the plains of, of Colorado, that you would just minister to her heart. She's knows that you're with her. Give her wisdom in ministering to her dad that she loves. I thank you that she found this station and she's able to call in and ask a question and to be able to to be encouraged. We pray for his salvation. We pray that you would soften his heart, that you would speak to him, that, that you would, Lord, just minister to her dad in a way to make yourself real to him, open his eyes spiritually, that he would understand 
that he's not left without hope, none of us, that the hope is Jesus Christ, and the answers are found at the cross, Jesus Christ and him crucified, that he would come to see your compassion and love for him and desire to save him and forgive him, the eternal promise that we have that's found through the the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, just do that work and give Lori just the perseverance and the wisdom and the strength and all of that to minister to her dad that she loves. And for all those out there right now that that have loved ones, parents, grandparents, sons, daughters, friends, neighbors, that, Lord, that you would help them to be a, a light, even as, as Lori said, that right now she's the only gospel to present to her dad, the only one to speak these words. And we may be the only gospel that people read with our lives and hear from our mouths. So, Lord, give us wisdom in ministering to others in these days that we're in where there's so much darkness that we would bring light and bring truth and that we would bring the cross of Jesus to others. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for taking my call. I appreciate it so much. You bet, Lori, and I'll be praying for your dad, okay? Okay, sounds great. Thank you. You bet. Hey, sorry. We didn't get to everybody today. Sorry, Sandra and, and Yachty, and, and, um, but we had a great show today. Looking forward to being with you next time. God bless you. Keep sharing the gospel. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. And keep, you know, being a light to others. So God bless you. Had a great time. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.